So last week, we were talking about spiritual gifts. So the Holy Spirit living within us gives us special abilities to help us build up the church. Each one of us can do something to make this church closer and stronger and more effective. We all have a part to play in making this church everything that God wants it to be. And the Apostle Paul, who wrote 1 Corinthians, he wrote this letter, he said that we are the body of Christ. And you know, with our uh, bodies, we've got lots of different parts to our bodies, haven't we? We've got our eyes and we've got our hands and our nose and our tummies and our ears and our feet and our heart and our lungs and all the bits you can't see inside. There are so many different parts to our bodies. And all of the different parts do something slightly different, don't they? Or very different. They've all got a a different job within the body. And that's what Paul is saying, that as a church, we are like those different parts in the body who all have a different job to do to help that body to function and be healthy and do what it's meant to do. So we're going to draw a body. Okay, we're going to draw it down here on the, on the stage and then we'll lift it up so the adults can see our masterpiece. And you're all going to take it in turns to draw a bit of the body. There might not, might not have time for everyone to, to go, but that's okay. Um, so I'm going to start and I'm no artist and we have to be quite quick. So I'm going to start and I'm going to draw the head because the head is Jesus. He is the head of the church. So who would like to come up and put the eyes on? Okay, Sophie, you're right there. So if you put the eyes on, and we'll do it quite quickly, and then if someone's immediately behind Sophie, ready to take the pen, this is gonna, do you want to draw the eyes a little bit bigger, just to make them a bit bigger? There we go, there we can definitely see those eyes. Brilliant, Sophie, well done. Okay, next person, quickly, okay, jump up, be there ready. Uh, nose, if you draw a nose, somebody else coming right behind her ready to take the pen. That's it, nice and quick. If you put the mouth on there, Phoebe, very quickly. Uh, there you go, nice quick drawings. Excellent. And uh, why don't you put a neck on there, uh, Caitlin? Who's up next? Okay, Zen, straight up. If you put the body on, the torso, no arms and legs to draw a, a body. Perfect, that'll do it. And uh, next person, who's going to be up? Who wants to draw the arms? Go on then, come up then, you draw the arms. So you want to draw one arm sticking out here? Yeah. yeah. Should, we draw, should we draw really long arms? To draw really long arms? There you go, you can, oh, you can see that arm perfectly. And the other side, do the same on the other side. Harry, that is brilliant. Excellent arms. And it looks like this body is lifting his arms in praise. So that's perfect. Well done, Harry. Okay, next one, Anyang. Okay, who else are we going to go? Angus, do you want to go? Do you want to put some hair on this head? Finn, do you want to go? Do you want to draw? Do you want to draw the legs? No? Who would like that? Isabel, do you want to draw the legs? Go on then. Okay, nice and quick. Okay, we're nearly there. Okay, super. Okay, go on in, Anyang. Put some hands on there. 
Yep, that's right, Harry. We've got to get some fingers on there as well, haven't we? Well spotted. That's right. Five of them on each hand. Right. And this one. Okay, fantastic. And let's have one last person to put the ears on. Who's going to put the ears on? And our walk. If you stick the ears on. And then we... Brilliant. Excellent. Okay, so there we have it. Who's going to come up and hold this for me? Caitlin, would you like to come up and hold this for me? So this is... This is... Hold it up nice and high. This is the body of Christ. And I want you to imagine that the part of the body you drew, that is the... That, that is the job that you have within the body. That is the part that you play. And if you didn't draw a part on this body, it doesn't matter because there's lots of parts inside the body that are really important that actually we can't... Like the bones, did you say? Exactly, like bones. Somebody could be the bones, but we can't actually see the bones, can we? So Exactly, the heart. So there's loads of things going on in there that we can't see, but it still works uh, and functions to make the body uh, function as it should. So that is the body of Christ. And I think we'd agree that every part of the body is really, really important. We can't get rid of any part of the body, can we? Uh, because the body would be worse off if any of those parts were missing. And so the eye can't say to the hand, I don't need you. And the head can't say to the feet, I don't need you. Because all the parts of the body are really, really important, aren't they? But in the church in Corinth, the church that Paul was writing to, they had real problems because all the different members of the church, all the parts of the body, were trying to work out who was the most important. So someone would say, uh, well, I've got lots of faith, so I'm the most important. And someone else would think, well, I'm a really good teacher, so I'm the most important. And someone else would say, well, those things are great, but I've got the gift of healing, and that makes me the most important. So they were all boasting and trying to outdo each other. Do you think that would build up the church? No way. No way. And Paul said to them, do you know what? The thing that you lot need more than anything is love. Because if you love one another, you won't uh, worry about who's the best or the who, who's the most important. You'll just want to serve one another and work for the good of the whole church, for the benefit of the whole community. Paul says you've been given all these gifts, but if you don't use them lovingly, then they're useless. Uh, he said if you stand up and speak in church, but you're only doing it because you want to impress people, then you might as well be a clanging cymbal. So these aren't exactly symbols, but the next best thing. So who likes that noise? Oh, you would, wouldn't you? <laughs> Adults, who likes that noise? Any, any, no, no, they don't like that noise. Okay, so, so for the most part, we don't like that noise. And if someone stands up in church to speak, but they're really just showing off, then it's just an annoying noise. It doesn't achieve anything. It doesn't help anyone. And um, he said, if we have great faith, 
and we have the gift of prophecy. Prophecy is when God makes his mind known to us. So we have faith and we have prophecy, uh, but we're only using those gifts because we want to seem like we're really important. Then actually, Paul says we're nothing. And he said, if we give away everything we have to the poor, but we're only doing it because we want people to think, wow, that person's really generous. They must be a really good person. If that's why we're giving to the poor, then, then Paul says we gain nothing. Imagine you went to a friend's, or, or no, not, not you went to the party, but imagine uh, two children went to their friend's birthday party. And they both spent quite a lot of their pocket money on a really lovely gift. Now, one of these friends, the reason he got this lovely gift was because he wanted that friend whose birthday it was to like him the best. And he wanted everybody to see him giving this wonderful present. But the other friend, he bought the present because he just wanted his friend to have something really special that he would enjoy playing with and that he'd appreciate. Which of the friend has acted most lovingly? With the first one or the second one? What do you think, Caitlin? The second. The second one, the one that just wanted his friend to have something special. He was doing it really for his friend, whereas the other one was doing it, I think, more uh, for himself. So we're given spiritual gifts to build up the church. But we're to use those gifts lovingly. If we don't use them lovingly, then we're not really building up the church. But what is love? What is love? Is love a thing? I mean, could we keep love? Could, well, I've let it out the jar. Could we keep love in a jar like this? If I told you, even though it's got a label that says love, if I told you that this jar is full of love, would you believe me? No, why not? You can't put love in a jar. It's not a thing like that. And according to the Bible, love is a person, and love is also something that we do. So if love is a person, who is it? Which person? Who is love? What do you think, Harry? Sophie, do you know what? Sophie is, is a very loving sister, obviously, and that is wonderful to hear. But there is one person who is love. So Sophie is loving, but this person is love. What do you think, Jenny? God. God. Exactly. The Bible tells us that God is love. 1 John uh, 4, 7 to 9 uh, says this. Would, it, would anyone be brave enough if I gave them a microphone to read that? You'd read it to Robert? Hang on, let me run over here and get a microphone. So 1 John 4 says this. 1 John chapter 4, verse 79. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love who comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. Thank you. Oops, sorry, Zen. Thank you very much. So God showed his great love for us by sending his son Jesus into the world. And it's really interesting, when we read this description of love in 1 Corinthians, actually it reads like a description of a person. 
So look what happens when I replace the word love with the name Jesus. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind. He does not envy. He does not boast. He is not proud. He does not dishonor others. He is not self-seeking. He is not easily angered. He keeps no record of wrongs. Jesus does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. He always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Jesus never fails. What a wonderful description of Jesus. But when Paul talks about the things that love doesn't do, actually he describes the Christians at Corinth perfectly because uh, although they were a gifted church, they were also envious, boastful, proud, self-seeking, easily angered, and all of the rest of it. So uh, their gifts were not being used to build up the church. And they were boasting about their spiritual gifts. So Paul reminds them that the gifts are just temporary. They won't last. Because when Jesus returns to make all things new and the world is made perfect, well, then we won't need the gifts anymore. I mean, would you need, would you need the gift of healing in a perfect world where no one is ill? No. no. And you wouldn't need the gift of prophecy if you can speak to Jesus face-to-face. Uh, so the gifts exist to build up the church and to help the church to grow. But when Jesus returns, then the church will be fully grown. It will be all that is meant to be at that time. Who here goes to school? Put your hand up if you go to school. Okay, hands down. We have the next slide. Who plays with those sort of toys at school? No one? Why not? Yes, Ruby, Ruby might at, uh, at a playgroup. But anyone who's at school, you don't play with these sort of toys, no? Why don't you play with those sort of toys then? They're, they're, they're for babies. I mean, they, these are great toys. There's nothing wrong with these toys. I used to play with these sort of toys when I was a baby and a toddler. And that they teach you about shapes and colors. They improve your coordination. They help you to grow. But when you reach a certain level of maturity, uh, when you get a bit older, you, you don't have much use for these kind of toys anymore, do you? Yeah, that's right. So it's the same with spiritual gifts. They're wonderful and they're necessary and they help the church to grow. But when Jesus returns at the end of time, then the church will be fully grown. So we'll no longer need the spiritual gifts in quite the same way. But there are three things that the church will always have. Faith, hope, and love. Which of these do you think is the greatest? Faith, hope, and love. And love. You think love, Harry? You're absolutely right. Well done. Okay. Is that what you guys were going to say as well? Yeah, yeah I thought so. So, <clears throat> so this morning, we've heard about perfect love. Jesus, uh, well, Jesus' love is perfect because Jesus is perfect. In this life, we'll never be able to love perfectly because we're not perfect. But we are being changed and transformed by the Holy Spirit. So over, the, over time, the Holy Spirit will help us to become more and more uh, loving. And this is where we remember that love is a person. Which person? God or Jesus. Love is a person. But love is also something that we do. 
we want to be so loving that the world looks at our church and says, wow, there's something different about those people. The way they live is different. The way they behave is different. The way they treat one another is really different. I wonder what could be different about those people. I wonder what it is. That's what we want the world to think when it sees the church, the body of Christ. So how could we be more loving? And I want some ideas from you. I might even get some ideas from the adults. How could we be more loving, especially in the way that we um, use our gifts that God has given us? How could we be more loving? Who's got some ideas? Jenny, would you like to take that and speak into it? To help others. To help others. That would be loving, wouldn't it? To, and, and even to notice that other people are struggling in order to help them. Exactly. Phoebe, how could we love people? Um, by helping them if they get hurt. By helping someone if, if they get hurt or if they're, or if they're hurting uh, or, or, or sad even. Yeah, brilliant. Angus. To show them you love them. By telling people that we love them. Yeah, by, uh, by uh, speaking affirmingly to people and encouraging them and, and telling them that we love them. Anyang, what do you think? Praying for them. Praying for them. That's a really loving thing to do. Exactly. We can pray uh, with one another. So what do you think, Finn? We can um, tell people that they're doing the wrong thing. That's, Finn, that's a really insightful thing to say because uh, a lot of the time, uh, we don't want to tell other people when they're doing the wrong thing, but you're right. That is absolutely the most loving thing that we can do, isn't it? Yeah, that's, that's great. What else? Taropa. Love your neighbor more than yourself. Love your neighbor more than yourself. Loving people more than yourself. Yeah, so, so living selflessly. Okay, any, any other thoughts? Who? Harry. Love. Love. Love is the best, isn't it? Well done, Harry. Good one. Good one to end on there. So I, I, they, they had so many ideas, I'm going to let the adults off. But um, that's exactly right. We, we're not short of ideas, are we, in terms of how we can be more loving. Uh, there are endless ways that we could love one another. And love is the highest value within the church. Love is all important. And love, which is a fruit of the Holy Spirit, is like the glue that holds us all together. I mean, without love, it's going to be very hard for us to stay in this race, to hold uh, the line, to stand firm in our faith. We need to love one another. And, and love, if it's like glue, it is stronger than the world's strongest superglue. Love is what will bind us together as a community. So let's rejoice that we've been filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's rejoice that God gives us gifts to build up the church. But let's make sure that we are using those gifts and that we're using them lovingly so that the church will continue to be built up and strengthened. So thanks so much for your uh, help, you guys, this morning. Should we just... Uh, pray very quickly before uh, we move on. So, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are love. Uh, you've shown your love by coming into this world in the person of Jesus Christ, by dying for our sin.
And we pray that we can learn to love as your son Jesus has loved us and does love us. And we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.